Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the one game last night did not disappoint. How the Pistons shocked the Mavs in OT, and does Luka need to be superhuman for the Mavs to win, we discuss. Plus, LeBron is getting closer to reaching some unbelievable milestones that would put him ahead of Magic Johnson and Wilt Chamberlain. Find out what records are in play. Also, speaking of greats, we are joined by Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal and Alonzo Mourning. All of that and so much more. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. I'm going to be holding it down in Los Angeles today. Kendrick Perkins, Shanae Gumake, Brian Windhorst, Zach Lowe, Adrian Wojnarowski. They're going to be joining the show from all over the country. But before we get to them, we need to start with last night's action. It was the only game of the night with just one game in this year so far on the slate. So it was only right that 48 minutes weren't enough to decide the winner. Let's go to Detroit now. Luka and the Mavs taking on the Pistons. We're going to pick this one up in the fourth quarter with one minute left because Luka is at the line. You can watch this here. Luka Doncic at the line. Mavs down five. Luka misses the free throw. Dorian Finney-Smith Gets the ball. Mavs regain possession here. Luka Doncic step back. It's good. The Mavs down by two at this point. And then after a stop on the other end, the Mavs with a chance to tie or take the lead here. Feeding it inside to Reggie Bullock, who finds the layup. The game would be tied at 117 and then head to overtime. So in OT, the Pistons down by three at this point. Jaden Ivey splits two defenders, finishes through contact there. The Pistons, they cut the lead to one. And then on the other end, Luka again passes to Kleba, but turns the ball over. But watch Luka here. He is visibly frustrated with this one. And then the ensuing Pistons possessions now. Ball swings to Ivy. Knocks down the three. Luca again here showing his frustration. What the heck, guys? Frustration would then carry over to the bench. And then 120 left the play. The game tied at 125. Killian Hayes hits the pull-up three. And then the next possession, Hayes once again from the same spot. Buckets. The Pistons win 131-125. So then after their loss on Thursday, the Mavs, they have now lost to each of the three worst teams in the NBA this season. The Magic. The Rockets, the Pistons are the only team to lose to those three this season. So bringing in NBA champion Kendrick Perkins, senior NBA writer Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst, it, it feels like the story of the Mavs season. It, it's kind of been pretty simple. Luka goes insane. He's able to drag Dallas to a win or he's not. But if he doesn't get enough help from his supporting cast to emerge victorious, then we know what happens. So, so Brian, how can the Mavs fix this? Yeah, so Malika, they've been a strange home road Team at home, they're nine and three. That's the kind of team that won 52 games last year. On the road, they're one and eight. 
and their margin for error gets really, really narrow, and they rely a lot on Luka. Uh, primarily, their defense fails. I know we're going to watch their offense and say, boy, they don't have Jalen Brunson, and that hurts from a playmaker standpoint, and that's absolutely true. Not having a secondary playmaker lets teams like the Dallas, uh, the Detroit Pistons double Luka like we saw them do last night, but their defense, their bottom five in road defense, their top ten in home defense. So this is a team that doesn't travel well and doesn't have as big of a margin for error and has to rely so much on their star without as much talent this year. Zach, nice shirt, by the way. Yeah, they missed Jalen. They missed Jalen Brunson. They didn't really replace Jalen Brunson. And the thing that would worry me about the Mavericks, to Brian's point, last year when they hit that conference finals run, they found lineups that had a nice balance between offense and defense. They didn't really have to sacrifice at either end of the floor to get that right balance. Now it feels like they're kind of off kilter. Oh, gosh, we need to get more offense on the floor. Oh, that hurts our defense. Okay, let's try and tighten up our defense. Oh, we don't have enough ball handlers and shot makers. They're just a little bit off kilter. Everything will look better once their supporting cast starts making more shots, and that almost has to happen considering how cold they've been. But they just feel like they're one guy short again and kind of in a holding pattern until they find the right team around Luka Doncic again. So I guess that begs the question then, Perk, what is the Mavs, Mavs ceiling as currently constructed? How much time do I have to dive in, <laughs> dive in on the Mavs and Luca right now? I'm just asking. How much time do I have right now? Because I got the a lot to say. All the time in the world, Perk. One, we keep saying, okay, cool. Well, we keep talking about, okay, he needs help. And the Mavs, now we realize that they took Jalen Bronson for granted. And, and all of a sudden, they didn't really need him. They got Luca, And then they took Prazingis for granted. We see what he's doing with the Washington Wizards right now. Okay, so here's the thing. What's next, right? What's next is, is that can we see the Mavs front office or can we hold the Mavs front office accountable and say, hey, Luka does need a, a, a Robin. He does need a certified two. And here's another thing. I want an apology, okay? I don't care. I know Richard Jefferson is probably somewhere watching this right now, but he has been on my tail for the last couple of days about me not having Luka in my top five MVP conversation. And here it is. You go down to, to Detroit without Kay Cunningham, and you lose this game last night. See, here's the problem. I'm not hating on Luka. I think he's an unbelievable talent. He's an awesome talent. He's a showbox. He's everything more but when we talk about the MVP conversation your record can't be 10 and 11 you can't be sitting at the number 11 spot in the Western Conference and so now we looking at it and I just want to know I want to ask the panel this I want to take over for a minute Malika are you what is the love affair that everyone has with uh, Luca, because we don't keep the same energy when it comes down to guys like Trey Young last year, who averaged 29 and nine. We wasn't pumping them up to win the MVP. What is the love affair that the world has with Luka Doncic that we just want to put him in the MVP conversation or want him to win the MVP? I'm just trying to figure it out. Zach, I'll let you take this one. 
Well, he's a little bit of a better player than Trey Young, if we're being honest. Bigger, more positionally flexible, probably a slightly better passer, and certainly a better playoff player. But, Perk, I actually would disagree. Last year, all we heard for the first few months of the season is Luka's out of shape. Luka needs to lose weight. Luka's off-court stuff needs to get better. Like, I feel like he was held accountable, and when you overcome that and make the conference finals in the in the Western Conference, you do you get a certain leeway. But I, I don't think that there's been sort of kid gloves around Luka at all. People have hit him for complaining to the referees. I know I have. So I think there's been a fair level of scrutiny there. But to Perk's point, those two guys will always be linked because of that draft day trade. So Perk, just to be very clear here when we're talking about the Mavs, we chatted a little bit about this on our pre-show call. Do you see them as a playoff team, a play-in team, the way that they're presently constructed? I see him. I see him right now as a play-in team. I mean, just just think right now without him having a certified number two, a guy that could go get it on his own like a Jalen Bronson. I don't see them cracking the top six. Like I see them having to be in the play-in tournament, having to fight their way to get into the playoffs as hmm. currently constructed. Unless the Dallas Mavericks make some moves, this team would not be in the playoffs. They would be in the play-in tournament. Hmm. Period. Okay, interesting. You mentioned it. The Mavs are now 11th in the West just outside of that play-in range, but the West is super close. They're just a game and a half behind the Kings for the sixth seed, which would mean an automatic playoff spot. So to help us contextualize this more and for more on the Mavs, we bring in our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. That was a little bit of a hot take there from Perk, that the Mavs will miss the playoffs if they don't make a move to help Luka. But let's be realistic. What moves are out there for them to make? And Malika, they're limited in the assets they have in Dallas to do something significant. It's very rare that a that a, a contending team like Dallas just allows a player like Jalen Brunson to walk out the door in free agency. There's a couple reasons. Jalen Brunson would have taken, uh, during last season, he was eligible for a $56 million extension. Dallas didn't want to offer it till after the trade deadline in case they had to include Brunson in a big deal to go out and get uh, you know, maybe a, a higher level number two player for him. But that deal really wasn't out there. And by the time they got back to Brunson, he was ready to head into free agency. They lost him for nothing. They misjudged the market on Jalen Brunson. And for an organization like Dallas that historically and certainly even more recently has not drafted very well. They have gone out in free agency and overpaid people like Wes Matthews or, or Chandler Parsons. They've missed big free agents. You know, you've got to be able to keep a player like Jalen Brunson, even if you're going to use him as a trade asset. And, you know, you look at like a team like Milwaukee several years ago, when they went and got Drew Holiday, they were looking for their that third star to try to win a title with. Uh, and they gassed a lot of their assets to do it. Dallas is in a position right now they don't really have a second best player. Mm. And so the deals they can do, I think they're going to be marginal. They're going to be maybe some slight upgrades, but it's going to include more draft picks. They still owe the Knicks on Chris Stapp's Porzingis, and they thought Porzingis was going to be that uh, sidekick uh, for uh, Luka Doncic. It didn't work. And now they've got uh, Bertans, uh, Spencer Didwitty to show for that original deal. Uh, that, that's not enough. So you, you look at the team building in Dallas, and listen, a player like Luka Doncic, the clock is always running for an organization. And if all of a sudden you end up in the play-in this year, you're losing the first round next year, and you're getting further deeper into his contract, and you don't have a supporting cast, you worry about being able to keep 
that player. And so mm. all those things are in play for Dallas right now. Well, and speaking of Jalen Brunson, the Dallas Mavericks, they take on the Knicks. That game is tomorrow. Let's go to tonight's game. Yesterday, Woji broke the news that Chris Middleton is planning to return tonight versus the Lakers on ESPN. What is the Bucks' plan for him here? Yeah, listen, getting uh, Chris Middleton back in the lineup 20 games into the season, you know, this is for a team that really uh, at 15 and 5 played extremely well without him. And now they get to see where they are with Boston in the Eastern Conference. I think Milwaukee, Boston have separated themselves uh, early in this season from the rest of the East. And I think now for Milwaukee, for John Horst, their GM, and Mike Budenholzer, get a look at what this roster looks like, what this team looks like, and, and what needs they might want to still fill, uh, very likely on their bench uh, between now and the trade deadline. But uh, obviously, remember last year, uh, Milwaukee was without Chris Middleton in that conference semifinal with Boston, lost in seven games. And certainly the idea of a full-strength Milwaukee-Boston team, uh, those teams here uh, headed uh, into the playoffs is uh, it, it feels like an, an inevitable um, a rematch, this time probably in the conference final. Well, the Bucks are certainly happy to be getting Chris Middleton back. I want to bring Zach back into this conversation because you've essentially said, Zach, wake me up when the Bucks are healthy to see what their offense looks like. They're getting another piece back in Middleton. What does he open up for the Bucks' offense here? Yeah, and, and wake me up, they're 15-5, and five, so they've done pretty darn well without the most important ball handler and maybe crunch time shot maker on their team. And that's what Chris Middleton is. The Bucks became a championship-level team when Giannis embraced a role as a screener and a diver on the pick-and-roll. It's a rare sacrifice for someone of his stature who came up in fame as Point Giannis, as the guy who wanted to handle the ball and take jump shots. He still does a lot of that, but when he became a pick-and-roll screener like this, with his diving ability, his dunking ability, he reached a whole different level and so did the Bucks. And I don't think he makes that transition if they don't have a ball handler on Chris Middleton's level. A pull-up jump shooter, a good passer, a good tough shot maker, a ball handler that Giannis trusts to hand that part of the offense to for big chunks of the game. It's a big sacrifice for Giannis. Sacrifice may be the wrong word, but it's an unusual kind of role for a superstar of his status. And I don't know that he makes it without Middleton and I don't know that they ever win the title if he doesn't make that sacrifice. Chris Middleton is the most important ball handler on the Milwaukee Bucks and think about it they're 15 and 5 without that player so I agree with Woj it's them in Boston right now and they get a big part of their identity back tonight. Chris Middleton the most important ball handler on the Milwaukee Bucks the Bucks and the Lakers they tip off at 730 Eastern but Chris Middleton is not the only one making his return tonight still to come. Jimmy Butler will make his return to Boston tonight after missing the last seven games. We take a look back at his incredible performance in last year's conference finals. Plus, the Nets, they've won three straight. Why tonight's game against the Raptors will be a true test for Kevin Durant's squad. And we're only minutes away from Shaq and Alonzo Mourning joining us. Do not miss our conversation. We had way too much fun. NBA Today will be back after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. 
another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic in tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Welcome back to NBA Today. So since there was only one game in the NBA last night, that means that we get 11 games tonight. And I'm not the only one who's excited about that. Boston, I'm on the way, I'm on the way, can't wait, I've been out for too long, I'm getting thirsty, we're on the way, go Heat. Jimmy Butler sounds like he intends to return after missing the last seven games for Miami. And the last time we saw him in Boston, he was flat-out dominant. 47 points, nine rebounds, eight assists in game six against the Celtics. That was in last year's conference finals. So I want to bring in Big Perk because Kendrick Perkins, I'm looking at uh, Tatum's stat line from the last game. He dropped 49 points against Miami on Friday. The Celtics, they've won 14 of 15. You're looking at me like, yeah, Malika, I know, I know. Can Jimmy Butler help slow down <laughs> Boston's prolific offense. I, you know what? I, I, I love Jimmy. I just want to know why, why, why. And I get the competitive nature, but he do realize he's going against Jason Tatum, right? The MVP front runner as of right now in this short season. A guy who is on a mission. And here's the thing. When you're coming back from injury, usually guys like to get a warm-up game against the Pistons, against the Rockets. You're going against the best team in the league and arguably one of the best players in the league that is playing at the highest level. I love his confidence again, but I just don't know if Jimmy is going to be ready, not only for Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics, but the energy level that's going to be rocking in the garden tonight. Hmm. Well, I just don't know. Particularly when you take into this really into account this really interesting staff from Tom Haberstrow. He recently pointed out that as a team, Boston is shooting 49.8% from the floor, 40.8% from deep. So those are just absolutely insane numbers. They're better than Kevin Durant's, one of the best shooters in NBA history's career averages. However, this season, Kevin Durant is having potentially his best offensive year of his career. Katie's averaging 31 points for only the second time in his career, and he's never shot at a higher clip from the floor, two-point range and the free throw line. So I want to bring in Brian Windhorst and Chine Agumake into this conversation. Chine, do you expect KD to keep this role in here? 
I absolutely do. But first of all, it's weird being on the other side where I have the same you. background <laughs> as Kirk. I miss you all. Uh, but Kevin Durant, you know, this is who he is. And who he is is also a mid-range assassin. So when we look at this tape, we see that he has made the second most mid-range points this year. And he's made the third most since entering the league. But watch this. He reads the pick and roll. He slides, crosses over, gets to his mid-range. That free throw line is automatic for any shooter. Now, in this situation, I want you to see how the defender gets there first, but then he just pauses, reads over it with the counter move. But then Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. He's able to get into his bag. Watch this skill level to get to his shot. They get it right back to him, rip through, behind the back, cross, hezzy, pull up, and that's one-on-one. -on -one. He is one of the hardest, and his teammate Denny's like, wow, I can't, mm. I, it's just wild. The other team's like, I can't even see this. So if you think about Kevin Durant, he, like this team has gone through so much, but he's been consistent, he's been professional, and he's leaned into his strength. Starting the year, he really did not shoot as well as he normally does from three. We're starting to see that even out. And as you mentioned, he's averaging almost 31 points per game. An underrated, really great start for Kevin Durant. I feel like everybody is swooning over his scoring, and understandably so, but Brian, there's something else in the box score with Kevin Durant that you've been focusing on. What is that? Yeah, he's obviously been great. Um, he's having uh, one of the best offensive seasons he's ever had, but they're really playing him a lot of minutes. So certainly the Nets are getting back going. They're on a seven-game homestand right now, which they've started with three straight wins, and that's gotten them in some positive momentum. They're playing him heavy minutes, Malika, about 37 minutes a game. He's up right there with the league leaders in minutes. And the reason you worry about that is that he's just had some injuries, including, uh, you know, hamstring issues in recent years. And you worry about if you're borrowing from Peter to pay Paul on that. Mm. Um, but when you look at the Nets, it's, if you have motion sickness, it's hard to deal with their defense. Their defense is like this. And there are times when it's just absolutely untenable. And there are times when it's good. The last three games have got the number two defense in the league. So while we all focus on the offense, and we should, their defense is what has been winning for them. And I'll point this out for tonight. They played the Raptors in Toronto last week. Kevin only had 12 points. I will bet he wants to correct that record starting mm. tonight, so keep an eye on that. Yeah, absolutely. Chanae, Brian, thank you so much. Understandably so. There's been plenty of focus on the best individual shooters in the NBA, but are we sleeping on one of the best shooting teams? Because the Denver Nuggets are quietly sitting in the two seed in the West. They lead the conference in both field goal and three-point percentage. So, Zach, I'm curious, could this be the Nuggets' year? Of course it could be the Nuggets here. That was obvious coming in as long as Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray could stay healthy. And Michael Porter Jr. has been out a little bit here and regain their sort of all-star, almost all-star form. Jamal Murray has looked good. Michael Porter has looked good until recently. And hey, look, they got the number three offense in the NBA. Bruce Brown has been everything they could have wanted, shooting 40% on threes, defending the hell out of everyone. Aaron Gordon, sneaky, under-the-radar, great season, shooting almost 70% on twos. And you may be tired of them. You may have voter fatigue. Get ready for Nikola Jokic to jump back into the MVP race. 23, 10, and 9, a.k.a. almost a triple-double. 
on 63% shooting, 63. And the stat of the year, Denver is plus 174 points total with Jokic on the floor and minus 124 when he's on the bench. That doesn't even make sense. He's gonna be in the MVP race again. You may be tired of it, you may be bored with it. Keep an eye on the Nuggets. They are in it to win it. Well, what did you say on your podcast? The Schlorps and Snorps are tired of Nikola Jokic. Is that is that the is that the phrase? And they better watch out. The, the, no, the advanced stats still love him. He's he's leading the league or number two in a lot of those advanced stats with all the funny acronyms. I, I look, people are bored. He's going to be right back in that MVP race. Look out. He's going to be right back in that MVP race. Zach Lowe, thank you so very much. Still to come on NBA Today, two Hall of Famers have 22 combined all-star appearances. Shaq and Alonzo Mourning, they are joining the show. You do not want to miss that. Plus, Zach Lowe on if this is the best version of Steph Curry that we've ever seen and what to expect tonight against the Bulls on ESPN. And the projected number one pick is in action as we speak. We have up to the minute Victor Wenbanyama highlights more NBA Today after this. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. These two gentlemen, they need no introduction. We are joined by Shaquille O'Neal and Alonzo Mourning. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you came on because we start touching each other and start having fun. But get off me. Let's just get it started then because I'm afraid this is already going to go off the rails. You, you guys are here together because you're doing something very special in Miami. Shaq, can you tell us what that is? Well, Alonzo's doing something very special. Uh, Alonzo Morning Family Foundation. He's been doing stuff here since he first arrived here in 1945. I started off with an 18,000 square foot facility. Now it's expanded to 56,000 square foot. I'll let him tell you more about that. But I see how it now has been, has been doing this initiative called Comeback Courts. And Alonzo has so graciously let me build him a court inside his facility. This is one of the best facilities I've seen in my life. It's not even done. They got football fields, they got mental health and awareness centers, you know, they got tutoring, they got charter schools. So 
I know you're interviewing me and Alonzo, but I'm not going to sit here and take all the credit. It's like I will not take the credit for 2006 championship. I can go around braggingly saying I got four championships. It's because of this man. So I don't want to hijack this Thank man. Thank you, brother. Today. This is Alonzo's day, and I'm just, you know, being a teammate. Well, Thanks. since this is Alonzo's day, Alonzo, you have extensive experience serving the communities in Miami. How is this specifically going to impact kids in this area? Well, first of all, you know, I want to thank Shaq, you know, for his time today and then also through his partnership with Icy Hot, which has allowed us uh, through these comeback court initiatives, which has allowed us to adopt another supporter in our initiative here in, in South Florida through the Morning Family Foundation and all the work we're doing here at OYC. You know, we know at-risk kids go home to at-risk situations, you know, so we want to provide services uh, to children and families in-depth um, mental health and awareness, arts programs, you know, and understanding that these kids come from communities and same communities that we come from. We're fortunate enough to be here talking to you today because of the contributions of others, you know, and I'm, I'm very thankful and grateful for partnerships, corporate partnerships like Icy Hot, their bounce back initiative to help us sustain the work that we're doing to help us build this $20 million project, you know, to provide support to the children and families here in South Florida. It's pretty clear that the, the partnership that you two have, it's incredibly special, but it wasn't always that way, right? right? You were in the same draft class in 1992. You went one and two yeah. respectively. It, it connected you forever, pinned you against one another. Then in 2005, you became teammates in Miami. I, Shaq, you spoke about this earlier this year, but now that Alonzo's sitting right next to you, I'm interested to hear, how did you make amends with your rival-turned-teammate? Well, I had to come out and say I was a hypocrite about this, man. Because the first time we laid eyes on each other, was uh, he growled to me, I growled to him. And our first six, seven years, that's how it was like that, so... Then when, you know, he, he went away with, with his ailment, I, I reached out to him because there's no Alonzo, there's no me. In order to be the best, you have to be the best. And we brought the best out of, 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 of each other. Then in 2005, 2006, Pat said, hey, Alonzo wants to come back home. And me playing chess, my checkers, like, okay, oh, Alonzo trying to come back? I'm not trying to go up against him. Sure, come back home. It was a great decision. He helped me win in 2006. But this is the nicest sweetest, most respectful, well-respected young man that I've met. Thank and you, brother. Similar to myself. On the court, he's like, he's, he's I'm going to punch you in your face, a flavor two, get thrown out, I don't care. I'm going to do it every time he's like that. But off the court, I mean, he's just, he's he's, he's very special. So when, when he called and said, hey, uh, I want to team up with you, I'm going to always say yes. Because again, he's been doing this since day one. Hey, is that your recollection of it? Pretty much. Uh, that ex pretty job, much explains it. Yeah, man, get off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> that pretty much explains it. Listen, we, it was at a time where I was trying to come back, especially after my kidney transplant. And by the way, December the 19th, I was post-transplant. And I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to come back and play with a contender. And uh, Shaq gave Pat his blessings to bring me back. And we realized that we were both hypocrites, you know, I could say the same about him, you know, that, you know, he was a nice, one of the nicest guys that I ever met and I got a chance to know him. And then we ended up complimenting one another on the court, pushing each other. There was days in practice he would tell me to slow down. And I said, oh, oh yeah, a million miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
Hey, I said, look, I'm trying, I'm trying to get a chip. You got, I said, you, try, you got three already. I'm trying to get me one, big fella. Shoot around. So, so yeah, so we're for, it, it was times. It was times during the season where things looked bleak, and we had our moment together, and um, Shaq carried us out through the playoffs, you know, and I contributed here and there. And game six, my opportunity came around, you know, and I tried to show out and close it out. For, for Miami's first championship. Well, I mean, watching you two right now, it, it reminds me a little bit of when I sit with Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson in studio. <laughs> Richard's actually here. I want to bring him into the conversation. Rich, what do you got for these gentlemen? Well, one, I, I see that Zoe is, is still smiling a little bit when I show up Shaq. Shaq, uh, just just stand there. But my question to you guys is all of the stuff that you guys have learned over these past like 50, 60 years of playing against each other. How what is the message oh, yeah. that, you, that you would give to this generation of players about together? We are better together. We are stronger and to grow and to do things together. Well, I don't pay attention to Richard, so I don't know. The <laughs> but no, uh, off the court together is better. But on the court, I urge the guys to continue to compete because mm -hmm. this this thing of ours, this thing that, you know, you were part of help creating, it's very plentiful right now. So I urge the guys to just go out and play hard and, you know, take take into account that the, the moms and the dads that pay all that money to watch yeah. you perform. Give them a great show. And no, no more load management. Yeah, no more play. play. No play. And I think I didn't play. The greats, the greats that paved the way, they play basketball. And I think, Richard, part of your question is, you know, I need to explain this to the youngster. Just because mm. we criticize you don't mean we're not together, Richard. Amen. Yeah. If yeah. you listen to the information, I'm giving you the answers to the test. Yeah. Like, when I say he's not that good, he should be averaging 28 and 10. Ding, 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 ding. Or average 28 and 10 so yeah. you get to the level. So That's what you paid to do. Exactly. That's what you so, paid to do. You know, yeah. we're going to continue to do our job. Listen, I criticize, I play, but I'm also giving these youngsters information. Did you know who did that for me? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did that for me. Mm -hmm. I was at 31, 33, and it was like, hey, Kareem, Shaq's one of the greatest Lakers ever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said, is he? He hasn't won the championship yet. Mm -hmm. Did I get on my phone and cry and complain? I said, okay, Mr. Kareem, watch this. And I took that 32, 35, 34, but we have to protect him. Don't forget that the yeah. bargaining agreement is coming up. If you guys want to continue to make 40, 50, 60 million, you must protect this thing of ours. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of good competition, before we let you go, I'm hoping that we can play a little game. And, and here's how it's going to work. I'm hoping as you're long not. As long as Richard's not involved, I don't like Richard. I don't even like Richard. <laughs> Oh, Richard, I'm out. <laughs> See, Richard is, is just waiting for his opportunity to go home here, Shaq. You guys can't look at each other before you point at each other the answers, okay? So I'm going to ask a question, and you guys are going to point to who is the answer to that question. Do you understand? Answering at the same time. Ready? Yes. All right. You're going to point to either one another or yourselves. First up, who's funnier? All right. Shaq. I, I, all right. Who has the better meme? A hundred percent. Wait, I, I got to pause there. Alonzo, did, did you expect when you saw that going around? I mean, it's one of my favorite memes ever. The yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> he was actually on the team when we would get beat by 40 on ring night. So that's what that meme was no, from. You was getting beat by 40. <laughs> 
Because I was in the back. <laughs> All right. I was getting treatment on my left knee. <laughs> and then you just had a revelation like, all right, well, it's going to be, so there's going to be brighter days. Who's more stylish? Oh. Who's more likely to pay the bill? Who's got the best Pat Riley story? Do we get we <laughs> Do we get to hear it? Do we get to hear no, it? Oh yeah, no, that's not, no, not fit no, for no, air. No. I had a feeling I that love you coach. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, coach. So the last one, if y'all played one on one right now, who would win? Hey. He got bad hips. He got bad hips now. <laughs> there you go. Shaq, before we let you go, tell me about your shirt. Well, this is me knocking out Charles Barkley. After Richard Jefferson disrespect me today, Richard, you're going to be on my second edition of the yeah. show. That's going to be you. It. And that's going to be you, too, Big Perk. You want some of this, Big Perk? <laughs> want some of this, Big Perk? Watch out, Lonzo. Get up and join me. Yeah, I think we're in different weight classes. Yeah, I think we're in different weight classes. I don't Richard. know if that's going to. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the work you're doing in Miami, for joining us here on NBA Today. We really appreciate thank it. You. One, thing. One more thing, Malika, Richard. Yes, sir. And Kirk and all you guys, you guys do a wonderful job. No I, doubt, you I do. Appreciate you Thank guys. You, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want more Shaq, you can see him alongside Travis Kelsey, Pat McAfee, Chris Redd as they all watch the Lakers take on the Bucks on the NBA and Stephen A's world on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. Coverage starts at 7.30 Eastern. Right after the break, Kirk Goldsberry takes us off the charts on Anthony Davis's resurgence this season and how long his domination may continue. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NBA Today. Tonight's ESPN doubleheader is a good one. The Lakers at the Bucks at 7.30 Eastern, followed by the Bulls at the Warriors. I'll be on the sidelines for that one, alongside Ryan Rucco, J.J. Redick, and unfortunately, Richard Jefferson. 
As mentioned, the Lakers are in Milwaukee tonight, and after having won six of their last eight games, the Lakers look to start their six-game road trip with yet another win. But in order for that to happen, they're going to need Anthony Davis's strong play to continue. You see it here. Davis has averaged over 27 points per game in November. That's his most in a calendar month since December 2019, and our NBA writer Kirk Goldsberry details AD's recent surge. After winning just two of their first 12 games, the Lakers have now won six of their last eight. And this recent surge has a lot to do with Anthony Davis. The Brow has averaged 31 points, 16 rebounds, and nearly three blocks per contest over his last seven games. Since November 12th, Davis ranked sixth in the league in scoring, first in rebounding, and third in block shots per game. Oh, and he's making 62% of his shots. He's being more physical and more aggressive, not shooting as many threes and getting to the line more. Here's Davis, again a foul in a bucket. He's averaged 10.9 free throws during the streak. He was getting just 5.7 per game before it started. Just trying to take one game at a time. When Davis has been on the floor during this hot streak, the Lakers have pummeled their opponents, outscoring them by 13.8 points per 100 possessions. Anthony Davis has just taken over. But when he's been on the bench, LA is outscoring their opponents by just 1.9 points per 100. When the Lakers won it all in the bubble, Davis was marvelous, averaging 28 points per game while sinking 57% of his shots. This is why we grind, this is why we work. He's been even better than that during this hot stretch, and now he's got LeBron James back to help carry the load. I feel like we're getting better and better. As the Lakers embark on their toughest road trip of the season, the biggest question for this team might just be, can the brow stay raised? So the Lakers, they may be facing a bit of a tough road, but LeBron is set to make history along the way. He's just nine assists away from passing Magic Johnson for sixth all-time and also one 30-point game away from tying Wilt Chamberlain for the second most in NBA history. But let's get to the second game of tonight's ESPN doubleheader between the Bulls and the Warriors. Zach, you wrote in your 10 things column how much Steph Curry has just impressed you with his start to the season. What specifically have you seen out of the two-time MVP? I mean, everything. Look at the numbers. He's almost 35 years old, and he's playing as well and scoring as efficiently as he ever has in his career. And by the way, doing more of it because the Warriors have been so up and down, they need all of Steph Curry that you can give him. He's running more pick and rolls than he has since Steve Kerr took over as coach in any season. He's shooting 60% on floaters. 60%. That's like impossible. And he's taking more floaters than ever because they just have more offensive responsibility on him than ever. And the off-ball movement, it's just art. It's always been our defenses still don't know what to do with it all these years later. It's just been a really remarkable start to the season for Steph. They're plus a million when he's on the court and minus a million when he's off the court. Those are approximations. You get my point. He's the only reason they've managed to tread water early in the season. Well, you and Kevin Pelton did a podcast recently, The Low Post, where you talked about your top five currently for MVP. And so Perk also weighed into that conversation. Didn't have Steph Curry in his top five for his list. So do you you have any problem with that, Zach? I don't want to fight with Perk on a Friday. (laughs) Who did he I mean, Perk, Perk. I love Tyrese Halliburton, Perk. I love him. He's amazing. Come on now. 
Come on now, Perk. I know the Warriors are like a game behind the Pacers in the standings. You're going to put Tyrese Halliburton above Steph Curry in the MVP rankings because they're a game or two ahead of the Warriors in the standings. Have you seen Steph Curry's numbers? 31 and a half points a game. He's shooting whatever I just said a lot very well. Come on now. I don't want to fight with you, Perk. It's Friday. Croatia's in the round of 16 in the World Cup. I don't have the energy to be negative with you today, Perk. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But you was being <laughs> negative anyway. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Zach. Right. So we we always take an account of winning, right? Winning and being where you're supposed to be. Meaning not in the play-in tournament, but being somewhere in the playoffs. And look, this list was just an early my early uh, MVP, you know, uh, list. It's gonna get updated in two months. It's gonna change. But as of right now, and when I put this list out. Halliburton was right there at number five for me because the Pacers are winning. His impact, he leads the league in assists and things to that nature. And I get it, Steph is doing his thing. But I believe right now with the Warriors are sitting at the number eight spot right now, I just couldn't put him in that list because the team didn't have that success. And if you want to take it down all the way back in the history of the NBA, we could go down the list of people from Tracy McGrady, who one year I remember averaged 32, I believe it was, probably could have been the same guy won MVP but his team wasn't really up there in the rankings and then we can look at the late great Kobe Bryant when he did that one year when we all thought he should have won the MVP and I believe Steve Nash won it so we could we could go back in time and this is the converse this is the question that I have and I ask this every single time when it's time to vote for MVP what is the criteria because we can't continue to move the goalposts when it's convenient for us for who we want to vote for Brian well, I know Perk isn't going to have Luca up there after what he was saying earlier today. <laughs> the thing about it is, as good as Steph has been this no. year, Perk is right in that if you had to vote today, you would never vote for a guy on a 500 team. I don't expect the Warriors to be a 500 team Thank in the you. spring, and I think he'll have a great chance at it. But obviously, the Warriors got to play better as a team if they're going to win anything this year, much less individual awards. Oh, well, they face the Bulls tonight on ESPN in the second game of our doubleheader. Coming up here on NBA Today, we have some actual games being played right now. Highlights from Victor Wenbanyama. They are next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We need your help. I need your help. We need money 
for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. It's V Week at ESPN when we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Welcome back to NBA Today. Some news from the Clippers. Ty Lu said earlier that both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are questionable to make their return tomorrow night versus the Kings. Both players, remember, made their return to practice today. But Leonard has been out for five straight games with a sprained right ankle. And George has missed six straight with a right hamstring tendon strain. Switching gears here to French phenom Victor Wenbanyama. He is in action right this moment. Let's go there now. Victor gathers the ball after he nearly turns it over, dribbles over a couple defenders. That three-point shot nails it and one. Then soon after, comes up with a huge block. Is this basketball or volleyball? Get that out of there in the second quarter now when Benyama shows off his length here, hits the fadeaway. I cannot wait to watch that young man in the NBA. Here's the updated NBA mock draft. That's according to our Jonathan Gavoni, Victor Wembanyama, and Scoot Henderson. They're still top two, but then we had some movement in the top ten. We have another international star around the corner, though, right here on NBA Today. Who is this? Why did the Orange lose the race? Why did the Orange lose the race? Why? Let's show this one out. What the? <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> ah, this is so cool. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. The time to start tuning in to the NBA. You've seen none better in the league this year. Expecting big things. Not things, big things. Zach, I just want to hear you say thanks. Thanks. $75,000. Welcome to NBA Today. Man, hold your follow through. Did he hit it with this? the most points by a player through 100 games since Michael Jordan in the mid-80s. We take Giannis for granted overall. I agree with Kendrick Perkins. Whoa. No, that, oh, God! Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Halliburton at five. My list is flawless. Running down Kendrick wow. Perkins' list. Cleveland to LA, like RJ. Now we on ESPN NBA today. Here's my wild card. Perk. That's my slide. Big perk impression here. There were three spicy 40-piece wing dinners handed out last night. How'd I do? Hey, did that thing. I thought my perk impression, I think my impression of you is pretty good, perk. It's been a great week here on NBA Today. And now we have, this is a Giannis bobblehead that tells dad jokes when you press it. That's, that's Giannis. This is Giannis. Look, so this is Giannis. That that can't be Giannis. First of all, first of all, his hair is not that damn good. Okay, let's not sit up here and make that like that's Giannis. You know Giannis' hair ain't that damn good. They got that soul glow in there on that bobble Wait, head. Wait, I got a great I, idea. I got a dad joke for you, Perk. <laughs> what did the horse say when he fell down? What? Help.
Nope, I've fallen and I can't giddy up. What? I see what I did there. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. We will see you next week. NFL Live is coming up next. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer.